It is Monday, the 13th day of May 2019. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is actually the third effort that we're making at recording this Connecting Dots. And so I'm going to say something about Apple, and I'm going to say a little bit about programming, and I'm going to give you a little bit of background about why we did not do our our Connecting Dots podcast on Friday. So on Friday, Uber went public and we spent a lot of time and the day got away from us. We actually did a podcast, but we had some technical difficulties, which I'm going to talk with you about. And it was fine because I said we would catch it up on uh, Saturday and those technical difficulties continued and continued into Sunday. So now it's going to be Monday. We're going to pass on that episode. It's going to be a Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. I don't know if the notes have been uh, changed to reflect going from a daily to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but I'll make sure to do that. Hey, no matter the problems that we have, it's a great day to be alive. That's something you're going to hear me say over and over and over because it's better than crawling on your belly like a reptile and, and facing death, right? Being alive is always better than the alternative. So you'll you'll see that I say that a lot. It's a great day to be alive. I-A-G-D-T-B-A is something I'll put every once in a while up on social media. I also put the letters I-J-D-M. It just doesn't matter. Something I got from Bill Murray years ago, and I continue to use it. 99.99999% of the things that are out there, and that's channeling Bill Murray as well is not necessarily channeling. Well, actually, it's uh, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase used to do that thing on, uh, oh gosh, what was that? Rodney Dangerfield's uh, movie. I can't remember anyways. Um, Caddyshack. You might remember he would be on the golf course and go, no, 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 no. So anyways, or we use uh, Herman Cain, 999. But 99.99999% of the things that are going on in the world, it just doesn't matter. I always say this, you need to focus on the things that directly affect you and that you can control, you like, and you're good and profitable at. You need to be aware of things that affect you, but 99.9999% of things out there you shouldn't care about. They don't affect you. And it's that waste of time that is killing a lot of people. But when it comes to Apple, uh, I am not a fan of Tim Cook. I, I don't like Tim Cook. It has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that I think his time, I think he should have been let go more than a couple of years ago. He did fine. There was a transition after Steve Jobs. But one of the problems is Apple and their programming is not the same Apple that occurred years ago. And we have had, we're an Apple-based company. Everything that we use, I have, I own many, many, many iMacs. These things are getting long in the tooth because they just are not keeping up, you know, obviously Intel, if you're in, in technology, hasn't kept up. I can go on for forever about the ARM technology. Uh, we've got, uh, I mean, if it's brand new, we've got it. And I used to always get a brand new iPhone every year. We stopped doing that. There's a lot of things that Apple is doing that just isn't cutting it. So we have some major technical issues. Here's the thing. When you're a major manufacturer, you need to let all of your other ancillary manufacturers know what's going on. And when in the recording industry, that's a big deal. And we we had some major, major issues because of an update that screwed up down line other things. So when you buy a new car, I don't care how cheap it is or how expensive it is, you expect that damn thing to turn on and run and perform because it's new. And if you have a problem right off the bat, you got a lemon. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of lemons when it comes to Apple lately. But when you have lemons, make lemonade and we're struggling and we're plowing through. Okay, with that, one of the things I told you, uh, or I didn't tell you, uh, we did a live broadcast on Facebook. And one of the things we used to do is do our live broadcasts periodically on Facebook, but Facebook shuts 
us down because even though we own our own music, they don't like it. And they have artificial intelligence, these algorithms that says, oh, this is this song sounds like something that you shouldn't own. And so we get takedown notices and they just, well, they just kill us. They just kill the audio. So whenever we do anything on a social media, you'll never have any kind of music background or anything else for transitions. Now, just so you know, when we do this podcast, I am doing this straight and live. There are no interruptions. We do no post editing to speak of. This is just a straight run. We do the prep ahead of time. And uh, so anything you hear that is dropped in, it's as I'm doing it. So bottom line is it's very efficient and effective. And when I did this thing on, I think Wednesday last week, I talked about a coffee shop in in, uh, Wesley Chapel. I, I think it's a phenomenal coffee shop. And because I'm doing this for the third time, and hopefully this thing is going to work out just fine and dandy, I'm, I'm a little bit blown away and kind of tired on this. But I had a message from John. He said, there's a coffee shop also in Dade City called Tammy's. It's locally owned. And one of the things I want to tell you is that I want to hear about every coffee shop or mom and pop that you know of that's locally owned. And if you like it, I want to know about it. We'll do a little research on it. We'll promote I don't care where you are in the country. It's time for all of us to stop putting money in the pockets of the big stock overlords in the country. Now, I'm an investment advisor. This is what I do. But we need to continue to support local businesses because it actually puts more money in your pocket. Always remember that. I'm a stock stock guy. This was what I do. But you got to patronize your local people and you need to encourage them. There's a lady, for example, her name is Donna Carrier. Donna has a karaoke business. a big deal. She works in the area of Hernando, Citrus, Pasco, Marion County, Lake Sumter, that sort of thing. That's what she does. And she goes to weddings and, you know, all sorts of different social groups, okay? Everything from Knights of Columbus to uh, oh, you know, even these independent living facilities. She does a nice job. She's a nice lady. I'll put her information along with the coffee shop in Wesley Chapel. John, thanks for Tammy's. I'll put that information in on the show notes if you're in the area. Patronize these people. And I want to hear more about the entrepreneurs that you can engage in, that we can engage in, because it's important if you really believe in that entrepreneurial spirit of our country. Flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. Connecting Dots is sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. Break the mold and embrace the difference. Okay, let's take off. We're going to talk a little bit about Uber today. I'm going to talk a little bit about Lyft. I'm going to talk about uh, kids riding in uh, basically Uber and Lyft type programs and why they don't do it. I'll also go back and uh, talk about the DJ Coffee, D-E-G-A-J-E. It's that coffee place in Wesley Chapel. Talk a little bit about old and new school. We're going to bring that into a one school. The importance of thinking differently and what Tulsa, Oklahoma is doing to get young entrepreneurs into their city who are uh, mobile, working mobile. We'll talk a little bit about what the problems I see many municipalities and county governments, how they're just completely screwing the pooch when it comes to getting big corporations in, subsidizing them, and how they could really make a big impact if they would focus a little bit more on smaller entrepreneurs. We're going to take that and tie all of these dots together with dementia, Alzheimer's, and technology. And uh, I think it's going to be kind of a neat show. Connecting Dots is brought to you by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. It's better because it's simple and works. Break the mold. Be different. 
Now, uh, real quickly, we're going to talk a little bit about Uber. They went public, and it was not exactly a, a success. On Friday, they went public. I'm not going to get into the details. I'm not going to bore you with it, but basically the stock price on the secondary market went down. You have to take some time and just do your little Googling and whatever you do for search engines and look up what an IPO is. It's called Initial Public Offering. So once it becomes public, then when it trades on the New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ or wherever, it, that's the secondary market. So the price went down, I think almost 8%. And always remember, never forget, I always have a conflict of interest. If it's a publicly traded company, there's a 99.999% chance that I either own it, control it, we'll vote the shares on it, we have a client money in it. It's just the nature of our business and the extent to which we have money under management. But the point being is that when we talk about a company, we're not promoting it, we're just calling it the way it is. In fact, Starbucks, I don't like Starbucks, I'll tell you right now. I use their product, I go to their, their facilities. Uh, Howard Schultz, um, I really don't like him, although he's got some interesting ideas as he's running for president of the United States, but I don't like Howard. I think he's full of himself. I think Howard reminds me of Bill Gross, who finally uh, is out of the financial services industry. He was a founder of PIMCO, and then he went over to Janus, but uh, Bill Gross. Same thing with Warren Buffett. I Warren Buffett has some really interesting ideas, but I don't like Warren Buffett, never have liked Warren Buffett. I always thought that he was a, a BS artist, uh, extraordinaire. Uh, I like Charlie Munger, his uh, right hand, uh, far more than I like uh, Warren Buffett. But here's the thing, Uber, okay? We didn't partake in it. I, I know for sure, I don't think we have any ownership interest in it. But the IPO, here's the problem. Uber loses money. I, I don't understand. How can, a, how can a company go public? How can these people take companies public knowing that they're losing money? They even have, basically, you've heard Uber say, we have no expectation. We might even ever make money. Okay. Some people say, you know, you've got to play for the long game that Amazon did that. And the long game is really, really long. There are certain things that just don't make any sense. And in the case of Uber, it went from taxi to Uber. It's become like Kleenexes to tissue, right? But here's the problem. It's not a wide moat. Uber got killed in China. Uber's gotten slaughtered in India. Uber's gotten banged around in different places. And the issue is if, if you can program an application, an app, a lot of people can, in a software out there, it's becoming easier and easier all the time. Remember, this, I'm a guy that goes back to the 1970s where Fortran and Cobol and IBM punch cards, I get this stuff on the basic level, but I'm, more importantly, I get it on a big, the big level. Where's the big moat? There are so many people that could get into the, the business business of Uber, okay, if they wanted to. And I'll give you an example. There's a lady, she's so cool. This lady created a company called Hop, Skip, Drive. I did all the studying on this thing. I vetted her. I went through everything. And I was impressed because she vets her drivers. She really does a background check. She wants a very specific type of driver. She really likes to hire moms more than anything else. People who have a social worker background, teacher background. And you know why? Because they transport kids. They get from point A to point B. Now, years ago, when our kids were little, we had a nanny who was who actually was our driver, our full-time driver, and she worked herself into being a full-time nanny. And I mean, we paid very well for that. In fact, our kids were so busy, our lives were so busy back in the 90s, I wound up moving closer to our office and built a new office building, built our home, everything because of time management. You've heard me say, if you've listened to our podcast before, I have a lot of respect for people like Donald Trump, who basically took the old-fashioned, uh, you know, general store, mom, dad, and the kids lived 
lived above the general store. They had their apartment, and down below they had their store. What was time management? You know, it was like Little House in the Prairie, whoever the guy was that ran the general store, you know, that Paul went into. I never watched the show, but I have family members that did. Bottom line is uh, Michael Landon, I guess, was a star of that thing, and he's now since passed away like everybody else, it seems like. Michael Landon from the days of Bonanza. You guys remember Bonanza? Lauren Green and Hoss and anyways, Little Joe. I'm starting to date myself. But the bottom line is, you know, like Trump, he lived again in where he worked, okay? Just take the elevator, go to work. Time management's everything. So Uber and Lyft, they don't transport kids. Oh, they're looking into it, but they don't transport kids. Under 18, we're not taking you. So here you have an organization that I think they're making money. They charge a premium for it, and people have no problem paying for it. Now, somebody who's poor is not going to be able to, to afford it. That's not the marketplace. But they, they're blending old school and new school. And so the key thing is, like I I say it's a one school. Old, O, one, N, E, W, N, E. Combine the words, you got what? One school. Old school, new school, one school. So picking up kids, you know, ordering coffee online, uh, having your food delivered to you, all of this is simply a process of using technology efficiently, effectively, and then executing really well. And you get your kids. Nobody's going to tolerate stupid with kids. People that leave their kids home alone and don't care about them go shopping and just, you know, oh yeah, I forgot the kids coming home from school and blah, blah, blah. Those kinds of situations, you know, those people you can't help. But people that are responsible, yeah, they want high quality transportation for their kids. Here's a company that's taking a niche. Now, it's not going to be super widespread, but they're slowly growing it. Oh, by the way, there's a bunch of car services like Hop, Skip, Drive out there where people are doing this. You know what these are? These are small businesses. These are people like you and I who are creating creating a business out of nothing, okay? They got an idea, they work their idea, they execute, and they do it right. Now, I was complaining about Apple. Yeah, you get to a certain size, you just can't control it. Facebook, you to be fun. It's a disaster. Facebook is a disaster. So the key thing is Uber. Yeah, we follow it really closely. They stumbled. But the reason is it's like making fly swatters. Um, anybody can make a fly swatter. It's the guy who knows how to use the fly swatter. Oh, that's that's a big deal. You know, you, you know this guy, he's, he's the expert at killing flies with a fly swatter and we're all just swinging around. You get the point. You're going to have people who are going to beat Uber at their game because they just don't have a lock on hmm, something unique. Connecting dots is for educational use only. Investment performance is not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation or needs. Nothing should be construed as an individual recommendation. Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed. And I'm going to re-emphasize that conflict of interest should always be assumed. George Kaiser Foundation. I'm not big into foundations and, or charities. I will tell you I'm a subject matter expert on these areas, but I'm not a fan politically of them. And I will one day tell you the reasons why. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, they set aside a million dollars to recruit 100 people to come into the city who are able to work on a mobile basis. Okay. 
these are people who are younger, tend to be single, and they're giving them $10,000 and free, again, free co-working location in downtown Tulsa, Oklahoma. And they're touting, look, you can work from anywhere. You, you are a mobile entrepreneur. Come here. And so you've heard me talk about WeWork. You heard me talk about co-working locations. You've heard me talk about that kind of stuff. There's a lot of competition in those areas right now. There's a lot of money being poured into these areas, a lot of dumb money as far as I'm concerned. But Tulsa is doing something that I have been preaching for years about. All of these cities and counties and states, everybody wants to get the big employer to come in. And a lot of times the big employer goes belly up. They just had another employer go belly up in Tampa. I follow a Tampa Bay Business Journal very, very closely, Orlando Business Journal. There's several, I think I have about 30 of them that I subscribe to. What happens? Well, Dallas, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Bernardino, New York, I go on and on and on. The thing is, you find these people, they, they I don't know what they do. They get these attorneys. They don't know what the, they can't negotiate their, themselves out of a wet paper bag. And these companies come in there, they get all these subsidies and then they, oh, we're done. We're out of here. And it's the taxpayers that's left holding the bag. Sometimes it would make a lot more sense to look after individual entrepreneurs, small businesses, get them into, and, and I'm not talking about these incubation centers where it's for local people. I'm talking about people that are coming from the outside who are going to be sticking around for a long term, get a decent contract in place and get these kind you want smart people in your city, okay? You want smart people who are going to stick around, who are going to be making a lot of money and paying a lot of taxes and in turn are going to increase the quality of the gene pool in your community. And again, I, I congratulate them. 2019, everybody, all the positions are filled. 2020, they're I think they're filling those positions up. You got to move there within six months. Uh, you have to be 18 years of age or, or older, and uh, they do an interview with you. I mean, you fill out your application, you do a video interview, and you, they, I mean, it's a whole, beyond, it goes way beyond that. Again, that to me is a really smart thing to do, bringing in small entrepreneurs who would be growing their business. And you know that a lot of these people are going to start hiring part-time workers. They're going to start uh, bringing in a, a full-time workers. It's just, you know, it's going to work. And um, it, to me, it makes sense. It just, it just makes a lot of sense. I don't know why more cities aren't doing it. Financial Lessons from Headline News with Connecting Dots. But technology is not a cure-all for everything. One of the things that we're doing a lot of studying on is the technology for aging at home. And I'm telling you, one of the major scams going out out there is everybody telling mom and dad, Grammy and Grampy, you got to age at home. Aging at home was oftentimes a very lonely experience. My father, when I finally was able to convince him to go to an independent living facility, he said, son, if I'd known it was like this, I would have done this 20 years ago. I said, dad, I've been telling you for 20 years to do it. He said, I know, but I just wasn't ready. Okay, so if anyone has, anybody listening is older, if you have a mom or dad or grandma and grandpa, you gotta start telling these people, stop stop treating your home like it's you. The personification of inanimate objects has gotta stop. I mean, you control your life. Stop thinking and valuing yourself based upon your home. Live life, physical, emotional, intellectual well-being. Have relationships. Financial is the least important, but the problem is so many people spend so much money and time and effort to maintain maintain their lifestyle in a single family home. These 55 plus communities are a classic example. I got news for you. You moved to a 55 plus community, right? You're 65. Your spouse dies at 75. You take a haircut, maybe social security and pension. So you can't go and do the things that you used to do. Your friends start not inviting you because they feel sorry for you. Yeah, you're always saying no. And so they don't. Oh, and if you're a widow, well, the other ladies don't want you around their men because you're now a competition, especially if you're maintaining 
change your physical condition, you're you're a threat. Okay. These this is for real. This is seventh grade camp. It happens all the time. Oh, people when they get old, they don't have a sexual appetite. Yeah, they still do. So that's a problem. Then you're trying to maintain things and well, you know, what used to cost a buck ten years later at three and a half percent inflation is costing you buck fifty. Add another ten years on, now you're eighty-five, you were sixty-five, it's costing you twice as much and you just haven't kept up with inflation. Now you're having a hell of a hard time and you're you're just stuck. If you don't have that open can do attitude and you don't, you know, don't you're not you're gonna fail. I mean you're and I see this all the time. I got over three decades of experience working with tens of thousands of retirees, I can tell you one of the problems you have is people just get so closed-minded they can't do anything. So technology, oh, we want mom and dad to age in place. Really? You age in place, you put monitors on them and the whole nine yards to keep them safe and secure. Well, let's talk about the monitors, for example. There's a big push to have monitors on people so that in, when they walk off, you can find them. Really? Here's the problem. Dad has a monitor on. He walks away from the base. Okay, you're at work. Uh, it's an hour from work. Your boss is getting tired of you leaving work to go get your dad. Damn it, here he goes again. But this time, okay, you stay at work. But dad walks up to the pizza hut. They have some young people working there. They don't know who he is. Get the hell out of here because dad's a little feisty. He's out in the parking lot by a gas station. People are like, hey, dude, what's going on? He walks out into the roadway. He walks into traffic in front of a car and they run him down and kill him. Okay, are you going to sue the people that killed your dad? First off, his value human value of life is very, very low. Always remember, unless you're in your peak earning years, your value goes down as you get older. Just like kids aren't worth a whole lot, old people aren't worth a whole lot, it's that middle age. And if you get upset over that, too bad. That's the way litigation works. Everybody puts the human value on people. Okay, now let's continue with this. Think about where the litigation is. If I was litigating, I'd be suing you because you put a monitor on dad, but you didn't physically lock him down. You knew this was a problem. And the emotional stress on me and everybody around me, we're not going to sue you. Oh, we're going to sue your dad and his estate if he has anything. We're going to sue you for emotional stress. You don't think that doesn't happen? So you have somebody who is challenged. If you do something, you're taking a responsibility. So you lock dad in the house. Oh, that's going to be real good. And when the neighbors see that dad's banging on the windows and they call the cops, and then you wind up going to jail because you locked dad into an unsafe environment. He could have turned on the gas stove, blown the place up. Yeah, so it's no-win situation. So now you hire people to watch dad and you're just bleeding money like crazy. All of these home care uh, agencies that are out there. Yeah, that sounds good, but man, they're not cheap. But yet, if you work together, you had a collaboration and dad was in a independent living facility or a dependent living facility, or again, a memory care facility, be a whole lot less expensive. There's a time and place for everything. Sometimes people simply make mountains out of molehills and you can't do that. In technology, Technology cannot solve every problem. Sometimes it takes good old-fashioned people doing things that they've always needed to do, okay? Old school, new school. It's like a coffee shop. I got news for you. Coffee shop in the Wesley Chapel, Denang, that Denage, that's, that's a cute place. Here's, I probably slaughtered the name for the 15th time. I'll put it in the show notes. Here's the thing. They're on social media. I think they got a Twitter account, Facebook account. I think they got a website. Um, I looked it all up. Neat, but they're doing it the old, making coffee the old-fashioned way. When you are trying to go into business, you don't need to find something that's totally new. Find something that somebody's doing, but they're not doing a good job of it and do it better. Don't try to do everything. Do that one area. Oh, driving kids around Uber or making coffee the old fashioned way and being friendly while you're doing it. 
Fiduciary Tips from Fixed Cost Investing. So one of the things, um, I used to be a law enforcement officer many, many years ago was in Milwaukee and was in Tampa and served as a reserve officer in Hillsborough County for a few years as well. Reserve officer means you have full law enforcement authority. You have, uh, you, you continue to volunteer. Okay. Now did the job. I was a good cop. But one of the things I like to do with my son is we, uh, we tape, we tape, we record uh, live PD. We oftentimes don't stay up that late, but we like to have a drink and sit back and watch the episodes. We catch up throughout the week. But I'm amazed with Live PD, and it's a fun show, is how fast these men and women drive to calls of no consequence. I mean, you've already got 15 guys. There's a, uh, someplace in California. I don't know where they're at in California. I want to say San Bernardino, but I'm not sure. But they've already got this guy under arrest, they, and they're still coming red light and siren. What the hell is the matter with you people? There's a trooper in Tennessee who was just killed, okay? 24 years of age, been on the job one year. He was going to a call at a high rate of speed, lost control, and got killed. Terrible, right? Here's the problem. It was a car fire. It's a car fire. So what? Get there, but don't kill yourself. It, it could have been people inside. What are you going to do? You got a fire extinguisher? By the time you get there, they're going to be dead. I had a head-on accident. Courtney Campbell Causeway. People were killed. Dump truck cross the line, hit a car full of four people, retirees. Basically, they all got burned up. I was first one on the scene. In fact, I actually saw the accident happen. Horrible. I don't know if you ever watched anybody burn up. It sucks, okay? Nothing I can do about it. By the time I pulled up, it was just a short distance, fully engulfed. You don't drive like a maniac. And there's a business principle into this. If you try to do everything so fast, you're going to miss everything. It's like the old phrase, you got to stop and smell the roses. Take your time. It's the way Japanese in, in Toyota, for example, or Toyota. Um, I always call it Toyota. It's a little cute thing I do, but Toyota. Here's the thing. Just... This whole thing about just-in-time manufacturing, not having enough cash, always trying to work your portfolio to the maximum, all these are dumb things to do. We're going to talk more and more, as you listen to uh, this podcast, about why you need to have cash and near-term cash, why just-in-time manufacturing is actually for the birds. If just-in-time manufacturing was was what everybody was doing, then why does Amazon have all their fulfillment centers all over the green earth? Why does Amazon have major hubs and subsidiary hubs to get things to you. What's Why would they store anything? If you could manufacture things just in the nick of time, why would you need Amazon? People, so many people in academic, these ivory tower morons. You know, it all sounds good, but it comes down to good old-fashioned common sense. If you have enough inventory and you can continue to work, so you, you don't don't let your cust you don't let your customer dictate everything you do. You want to have a nice, smooth flow of things so that people continue to work. And it's the same thing in law enforcement. You gotta get there. You don't need to be a maniac. You want to see what maniacs are doing? Look at some of these guys driving like crazy on live PD. Now, I'm not talking about pursuits, I'm talking about going to call calls where if you got there 30 seconds or a minute later, it's not going to make a big deal. And then when the call is already settled down, take the adrenaline rush and knock it down and just chill out. Now, understand me, I was a red mediator when I was a cop. Man, I had no problem kicking ass and taking names. When somebody was violent, I had no problem beating the shit out of them. Never had a problem with that. I can go to internal affairs all day long. Never had a problem. Here's my point. You don't go like a maniac to a call and get yourself killed in other people. Now, I'm not complaining about this trooper. Not at all. I... It's been a long time since I did the job, but my point to you is this. You got way too many people out there who are doing things that, quite frankly, is just dangerous. You don't want to do that because you wind up getting yourself killed. These principles are applicable to business. It's always going to be that way. Oh, oh. 
Another one bit the dust without. SWAT. Sudden Wealth, Awareness Training. From Fixed Cost Financial. Evander Holyfield was a professional boxer. He fought in the heavyweight, cruiserweight, lightweight, heavyweight divisions. He won the bronze medal in 1984 Olympic Games. He was the undisputed heavyweight champion in the heavyweight and in the cruiserweight. He was born on October 19, 1962 in Alabama. Boy, he made a name for himself. He's the guy that had his ear bitten by Mike Tyson. And there's a lot of stories of men and women, but especially men who have gone from rags to riches. Another one that uh, went from, well, rags to riches is uh, a fellow by the name of Nicolas Cage. I mean, Nicolas Cage has had some real serious problems. And if you watch American Idol, Lionel Richie, uh, about, uh, well, I guess around 2012 or something like that, owed like $1.1 million to the IRS, had a lien and everything else. The NFL... I mean, there's the number of NFL players that have gone bust right after they get done playing is amazing. So what we have here at Fixed Cost Financial is something we call SWAT, okay? Sudden Wealth Awareness Training. It's basically you get me. That's what you're paying for. And I will kick your ass because we're going to sit down one-to-one and we're going to have a real hardcore discussion. You get a lottery, you win a lottery, congratulations. You get a big inheritance. You get a big litigation. You get your big movie, first movie or contract. You know, look at people like uh, Tom Arnold and all the others. There are so many people that have gone through massive amounts of money. Pamela Sue Anderson. You know, we're not just name dropping here. This is a real people who have done, done these things. Evander Holyfield. If you look up online and look what his net worth is, they say he's worth about $500,000. Big freaking deal. There are people in Tampa, police officers with 20, 30 years, who have retired from Tampa Police Department. They have their 457 deferred comp plan. They have a drop plan. They're retiring with half a million dollars. Evander Foley, Holyfield made hundreds of millions of dollars. Mike Tyson. Here's the problem. Sometimes it's easy to make. It's hard to keep. It's the mindset that's everything. I call it the Al Bundy syndrome, by the way. Boy, you were successful in sports. Thing is great. Al Bundy, married with children. You might remember that TV show. He lived he, in the past. It was always he was a star quarterback. Those days are over. It's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And that's part of what we do when it comes to SWAT training. The bottom line is this. You are a business and your business is your lifestyle. So I'm Paul Truesdell and I'm a life lifestyle business. That's right. I'm Paul Truesdell. I'm a lifestyle business and business is my lifestyle. If you will adopt that mindset, man, will you do better in life? So with that, we're a little long on the episode here. Let's get to our next item. Visit dots at dots FM for today's bonus feature. Like I said, with a couple of technical difficulties, we've had to do this a couple of times, and so I'm a little gun fried right now, but uh, it is what it is. Listen, we have a thing. It's called liquid real estate. Now, liquid real estate is an oxymoron, right? Nah, there's no such thing. Yeah, there is. If Mike Tyson or Evander Holyfield or Nicolas Cage was a client of mine and had gone through my SWAT training, I think you'd probably be in a lot better shape right now because one of the things you would not have done with me, you wouldn't have bought those mansions. We have an approach using liquid real estate specifically real estate investment trusts, where instead of buying, instead of putting all your money into a concentrated investment, instead of paying for all of the maintenance and everything else, instead of having a place for your posse, when you hit the skids, when the lease is done, you just move on. Just downsize if you want to get up, be up, rent. It's all about renting. Look, here's the thing. This is really important. Own everything you use, but use everything you own. One of the problems when you're working, when you get stuck with home ownership, you can't move to where the job opportunity 
opportunities are. If you're an actor or an actress or if you're in the NFL, man, sometimes the dumbest thing in the world to do is to buy a house. Oh, it's a good investment. Really? By the time you pay all the real estate costs and all the maintenance and everything else and you're not around? No, it's not, dude. You're better off putting your money into a diversified investment of real estate and letting that make the money, your rent payment for you. And when you get a neighbor that's a total jag hole, you can just leave, go someplace else. Not everybody can do what I do. I, you know, if I have a neighbor who's a pain in the ass, I'll just move. Okay, whatever, I don't care. I'll take care of that neighbor. I will fix them. But the thing is, I'll, I'm not going to deal with it myself. I'll hire somebody else. I don't have the time for that nonsense. But here's the thing. Why do you need that kind of grief? But on the other hand, if you got enough money to have a bunch of properties and it's just not a big deal, you've got a financial situation where, you, I mean, you really know how, what you're doing in terms of real estate, that's different. You're working as a business. But if you're doing it to be stupid, don't just don't be stupid. So if you want to listen to our discussion on liquid real estate, how it works, call 888-629-7864. That's 888-629-7864. You can use that to also opine, give us ideas, tips, tricks, anything you want to do, but call 888-629-7864 and say, hey, I want to have access to your discussion on liquid real estate and how that works. It's a page on the website. It's password protected. And again, it is what it is. Also, we have our own domain name just for connecting dots. It's called dots, D-O-T-S dot F-M. That's dots dot F-M. And so with that, hey, listen, going back to what I said about SWAT, our SWAT training, it really works. Oh, stop talking. We're done. Yes, we are done. I will be in Tampa at a Network After Work event on Tuesday, May 21st, 2018. That's May 21st, 2018. If you want to get together, you can call that 800 number. Which What is that number again? I always have to look at it. I don't know why. I can't remember it. Let me pull it up real quick. 888-629-7864. You think you'd say it long enough, you could do that. 888-629-7864. Or just call our office number, 212-433-2525. 212-433-2525. You can also go to fix costfinancial.com. Use the blue intercom button to get a hold of me and we can get together and do that. Now, I had somebody ask a question and somebody sent me an item and said, hey, what's with the uh, song that you have at the very end? What's What's the idea behind that? Let me tell you what the story is behind that. There are five components of wealth, physical, emotional, intellectual, relationships, and financial. The least important is financial. Physical, emotional, intellectual, that's you, okay? That is you. You have total control over that. And relationships, that's when you begin to involve other people. Now, here's a big thing. You need to live with people, work with people, and engage with people that you like. Get rid of the people that you don't like. People that are not on your team, don't don't work with them, okay? I have a whole thing that I'll be talking to you more and more about. We have a, a great philosophy about relationships, partners, associates, and acquaintances, and how friends should not be in the equation until you're financially independent. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on. But this is simply the ending of our show to always say to you, you need to be around people you like and you love because life is short, okay? It ends quickly. And uh, for some people, if it wasn't for bad luck, you wouldn't have any at all. I hope you have good luck. But let's, again, dance out of here with our same tune. That uh, I think it's inspirational. With that, we're done. This concludes this episode of Connecting Dots. Thank you for listening. Please visit our sponsor, Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing, at fixedcostinvesting.com that's fixedcostinvesting.com we got love that will never need to hide love will always rise above whatever comes we will be just fine if I am yours and you are mine 
Take my hand and let's fly away to another galaxy Hold me close, I want to feel your love Together we are free Just be with me Just be with me Just be with me Now we're one with the sun over our heads And at night we'll be the stars We can go any place that we want to I don't care if that's too far Take my hand and let's fly away To another galaxy Hold me close, I want to feel your love Together we are free Just be with me Just be with me Just be with me All rights reserved. Reproduction prohibited without written authorization.